When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Do me a favor, subscribe to the John Con Report wherever you get your podcast. You're watching on YouTube, you know the deal. Like button, subscribe button. You can find us there as part of Empire Media, A M P I R E. As you can see, I'm joined by my pal Nikki Javala of the Washington Post as we are wrapping up the NFL owners meetings where the news you wanted to happen did not happen. So, Nikki, we, we, before we get going, like we did, we talked to Ron Rivera today. We heard Roger Goodell's press conference here in this room right behind me. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see it. If you if you're listening to podcast, it's a big room with chairs. It's where the press conference like in a hotel, right? Yeah. So anyway, Goodell talked. He addressed the commander situation, the Mary Jo White investigation. We'll get into a little bit of that. And there's also been some news about the upsale, I guess. So first of all, big takeaway from these owners' meetings. Are we talking on field or off field first? <laughs> yeah. From anything. From yeah. Anything. I mean, you know, this is this franchise was a headliner. Um, it was going in and it was as expected. Um, we obviously didn't get the news that, you know, and it wasn't expected right. that we would. Um, it's just too soon. Um, but it seems like there's some progress and you know, we'll see where it goes from here as far as the bids. Um, you know, I, I it doesn't sound like there was much discussion, if at all. There was a you know briefings, as Roger Goodell put it, um, just updating membership, which means the other owners on, you know, that the process is ongoing along with Mary Jo White investigation. Um, and we'll see where it leads. It could be May, it could be longer, who knows? That was the big thing right. on Monday night is today's Tuesday. Today's Tuesday. So Monday night, Jim Irsay basically said, hey, this could go into the fall. And then you have Bob Kraft saying, hey, it could be soon. Yeah. But the one, you know, the fall is just because in Kraft's or excuse me, in Irsay's mind, you know, I guess really if this goes into May before an owner is announced, mm -hmm. how soon can the league go from point A to point B to get that vote to be, to be approved? Because there's background checks you have to do. Absolutely. No. And that's that's going to take some time. Um, you know, I, I think the more people that are involved in a group, it's reasonable to think that it could take even more time. Um, you look at the Broncos situation, which was the last franchise to go through the sale process. Um, that was a group but it had significant liquidity uh, with the wealth of the Walton Penner group. Um, so we'll see how this one plays out. There's just so much uncertainty and, you know, a lot of things were very quiet right now. Um, and that's the nature of, of these deals anyway. Um, but especially one sort of like this, which is a unique circumstance given all the, I guess, noise kind of around the team. Right. And, you know, I think as someone else pointed out, the NFL is going to want to get this done fast, as fast oh, as sure. they can. But it's still, you can't just. Right. Just because they want to doesn't mean it, right, <laughs> it will, right, you know, right. so. But, but yeah, it, it it's going to take some time. But yeah, I do think all signs here indicated that it should happen. Yeah. We'll see, you know, no guarantees. Right. And no guarantees. And I think 
we've both been very cautious on this and it could listen something like this could happen in a couple of weeks it could be an agreement than that. could possibly an agreement could be reached right not yeah, not a not a full sale deal. but an agreement could be reached in a couple of weeks sure. we don't know and i think um that's the the frustrating part about this for anybody listening is you don't really know and it's hard to fully get answers because there's a lot of factors and people involved that who right. don't want this stuff out there right right it's a very sensitive matter there are a lot of um there are a lot of other things that have a ripple effect. I mean, I, you know, you think about the Mary Jo White investigation, there are, you know, other issues sort of complicating it. So, um, you know, while they could be, like we said, sort of an agreement or uh, an accepted bid by current commander's ownership, it doesn't necessarily mean it's completely over. It's certainly likely, but the NFL still has to approve it. And by doing that, they need three quarters of owners to to approve. And we know that we do know that there have been at least two official bids submitted. Right. And now we also know that three groups have toured the facility right. and you cannot tour the facility unless you've been vetted by Bank of America. So, you know, that doesn't mean there's official bid. I don't, you know, but it's all, and I don't know, these bids weren't necessarily thrown in today. It's not like it was on today. So I, I how big a step do you, or piece to, to add to the puzzle are these? Yeah, and I think that's an important thing to keep in mind is just because it was reported today doesn't mean it happened at that moment. Um, but, you know, even getting to that process, I think, is an important step. Um, but it is um, it, it is important to keep it into context, too. There was a formal bids that were submitted, um, not the final agreements. You know, this is just another step in the process, and it's significant, but not, you know, this is it moment, you know. So. And there's still a mystery person out there. Yeah. So, and that's, and it's, I think it's a rather wealthy, wealthy, wealthy mystery person, but these are billionaires. So they're all kind of really wealthy, yeah, yeah, right. but we just, but we don't know who it is. And so that's also part of the situation. It's why it's really hard to, I don't think we, I don't like to go around handicapping this race because of that. There's a lot that we don't right. know. Right. And he, he, you know, it may not be over until the very end too. Like, especially if, you know, another bidder comes in and, you know, tops a bit at the last minute. You never know. So we'll who could that bidder be? No idea. No idea. <laughs> We're not going to go down that road because no. it, because nothing has happened down that road yeah. at this point. Let's get to on the field. Sure. All right. Because I think we just spent 10 minutes saying we don't know what's going to happen or when. But we're being honest insider. with you. Right. Yeah, exactly. Inside hashtag insider. But we're being honest at least about yeah. it. So there you go. I mean, the league doesn't even have all the details. You hear them when they talk. It's it's tight, you know. And I've always pointed out that Dan Snyder brought Joe Gibbs back without anybody knowing. Correct. He hired Ron Rivera. Nobody knew until near the end, until near the very end that that was the guy. So let's go to on the field. And the big thing today was it's always quarterback. So what were what was your takeaway from Ron Rivera's presser Tuesday Tuesday morning? Yeah, I'd say the the first thing is obviously they wanted to keep the cost of the quarterback room at a minimal, um, and that is part, not the only, but part of the reason they've really been pushing Sam Howell and think he has a really strong chance. Brought in Jacoby Brissett, obviously to compete for the job. Now they didn't rule out drafting a quarterback even in the first round. Is it likely? You never know. But did that part surprise you? Did you think they would rule it out? Well, it's interesting because Martin Mayhew talked on Monday and I remember I asking him, you know, do you expect Sam Howell and Jacoby Brissett to be your top two quarterbacks yeah. going into camp? And Ron said he doesn't he hasn't ruled out drafting a quarterback in the first round, which, you know, some we're splitting hairs here. But, you know, you would think a first round quarterback would be, you know 
given the financial investment would automatically jump to the top of the line, you know, but you know, he would have to earn the job. Right. And the only quarterback that I would think you'd say you can wait a little bit on would be Anthony Richardson. Cause he's considered so raw that would you take us? Yeah. And I, I mean, he, uh, to me, he's got a lot of room to grow and there's one game. He looks like a superstar and one game is like, Oh my God. Right. But there's still the talent there. So that's one where I could say, all right, well you do that. You could, but otherwise, but in still the financial investment, yeah. you know, I mean, I, that was that factored in, no doubt, with Carson Wentz and Ryan Fitzpatrick. You know, they would say competition, 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 competition. And it was still, well, one's making 10 million, one's making 1 million. But, you know, there will be some sort of competition, you know, and Sam Howell will be in the thick of it. Do you, th- like. do, do you think the addition of Brissett makes it a stronger competition? Yes, I think he will push him. Um, but I, I like Martin said, like Ron has said multiple times, I think they really want to see Sam Howell succeed because he's got, you know, there's a longer future there. You know, Jacoby signed on a one-year deal. They could always resign him, but you look at it on paper, there's more potential there for Sam Howell. The other phrase that we've heard a lot this offseason is roster building, and that's that's part of this. And, you know, it ties into Lamar Jackson, and I know everybody still wants to know about him, which never was going to happen because of that phrase roster building, there's a lot, and that goes a lot with it. What have you thought about that aspect? Cause I think we've heard it more. You always want to build your roster. I, I just, it feels like the phrase has been a bigger emphasis this off season. Yeah. Which is interesting because I, I think they've spent the last three years kind of building that roster. You look at, I mean, they completely overhauled it almost um, and re-signed the guys that, you know, I remember Ron Rivera at his first combine talking about finding those core players. And it's very clear he's found, at least some of them, maybe not all of them, but the guys he's resigned, Terry, Jonathan Allen, Ron Payne now. Um, and we'll see where that leads. He really likes the safeties and the deep younger DBs they've drafted. So they got a good foundation. So I think, you know, it's it's starting to take it's starting to become more noticeable what that rebuild looks like, but it's been going on for years. So and I think in terms of roster build, then it's like because you do it is funny because last year they're ultra aggressive going right. after quarterbacks and it was the quarterback was going to be that, Hey, final piece almost. Right. And this year it's like, well, you have a young quarterback that they do like. I think that's, that's a definite part of the equation. They do like him. And when, you know, I actually had, we had these little one-on-ones with Rivera and you guys saw me talking to him and he gets up and he's demonstrating footwork that Howell does and where he's improved with his footwork. So they, there is a definite level of excitement or cautious optimism about him. Right. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think the key for them as well as Sam and anybody watching is, you know, how quickly can he acclimate to this new scheme, whatever it's going to be with the enemy, which you would assume is, you know, what Kansas City ran. But, you know, you got to picture it without Pat Mahomes <laughs> under center, which is not always the same. So, you know, and it, it, it's a very different system. And it's a, you know, West Coast usually is. It's very different, like even terminology wise, you know, flipping numbers and, and letters or play calls are very long. It's typically very hard for young quarterbacks to learn and to go from a different coordinator in consecutive years could be tough. So how quickly can he he adapt? Can he lead a lot of the veteran guys? We'll see. They do have a lot of place, pieces in place, though, right. which right. can only help, you would think. You, you would think. And I think being in his second year will help. You would think expedite that process, and right. he's at least some experience going through a season, not necessarily always playing, only 19 passes. Right. But going through it, you would think that would help him 
maybe right. learn and understand what you have to do to learn that. Right. And the key, I think, is can you protect him? Can he acclimate to it? And if if there are going to be issues, and there will be hiccups along the way, can he keep his confidence? I mean, I think you see so often where you know things start to snowball, and especially with a young guy and a young guy really trying to get his feet under him um, in a new system that, you know, if things go awry um, and stay that way, it's it's hard to get them back. Um, so if they can keep some consistency, especially on offense, protect him, um, you know, always get that run game going. Shout out, Russell. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Did you know the largest ropes course in Zipline Park in the country is right here in the DMV. Located in the heart of Montgomery County, the Adventure Park at Sandy Spring combines climbing and zip lining to create an aerial obstacle course unlike any other. With challenges anywhere from 10 to 75 feet in the air, there is something for all skill levels. Looking for some family time or the perfect date night before football season starts? You can even climb and zip line under the stars. Would you rather keep your feet on the ground? Give axe throwing a try. With their projector systems, you can throw at traditional targets, play tic-tac-toe, connect four, or even hunt zombies. Listeners of this show can get $5 off any ticket by entering the code KIME23DC at checkout. That's KIME, K-E-I-M, 23DC. So there you have it, folks. Climbing, zip lining, axes, food, and bonfires right in your backyard. The weather is warming up, so it's the perfect time to head outside and join the adventure at www.theadventurepark.com. That's www.theadventurepark.com and enter promo code KIME23DC. The other thing is going back, because this is kind of your confidence line ties into if you drafted a quarterback in the first round. It doesn't exactly do wonders for that, which is why I think it would, if you're leaving over the possibility, what if like a CJ Stroud or Bryce Young falls to 16? Right. I, I don't I don't know that you're going to go for Will Levis or even Richardson, right. but how would, you know, what would you think of that? Because what would that would say that you're, you're, you like them, but are you sold? Right. But on the flip side of that, if he can't handle that kind of pressure, is he built to win and succeed in the league? That's, that's the other point. Yeah. I mean, here's the other thing is this franchise hasn't had a great quarterback right. in a long time. You don't stop looking until you know you got that guy. Yeah. And, and everybody has a different strategy. Right. But that's how I feel. If there's a guy you like, you go get him until you find that guy. You keep searching. And I will say I do like how I mean, yeah. I like I yeah. think. Yeah. No, I think he has a lot of great qualities, you know, and I. I think they really like what he did at, at Carolina, fine institution when he when they lost a lot of playmakers um in his final season there. Um and how he really kept the team together, how he adapted to their circumstances. I think that really impressed um everybody in Washington. But you know, jumping from that it's it's not always 
translatable to the pros. It's a completely different game, different circumstances. And, so and he, Ron also talked about why they feel good about him too. Not just, it's not just, Oh, he threw 19 passes, look really right. good. It was what, cause one thing you have to always remember, it's like whenever there's a quarterback change, if the guy gets benched, it's what they see, not just on Sundays, it's right. what they see Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and in practice and all that. And I think one of the reasons they're excited about Howell is because of what they've seen in practice and other. Right. Right. I mean, he's gotten, he got more reps later, later in the season. When Carson Wentz went down, Sam Howell became the number two. So he got more reps. When you're the third string, you're not getting really anything in practice. You're getting those mental reps or whatever they call them. Um, but second string, you're starting to get more. And, and I think they could really gauge his progress there. Then also Lamar Jackson and I, yeah. people who listen to this know that there was never going to happen, but they kind of laid out a little bit more as to why. And I think, I think we've all known that, but he explained it publicly as to why. And, right. you know, yeah, I mean, they want to continue to sign their own and have a, you know, relatively minimal cap charge at the quarterback position, you know, and at some point, hopefully they find that guy and you will have to pay. Um, but right now they want to build around him and had they gone after Lamar Jackson, they wouldn't have drawn pain. And, you know, there are arguments. Yeah. And there, there are arguments either ways, but you know, it is, especially if we're talking, you know, fully guaranteed contract as it's been reported that he, you know, Lamar Jackson is seeking. That's a, that's a lot. Um, and now, now, now that he's been tagged, it would cost him an additional two first round picks to even get him. So. And and there's nobody has the appetite to do a Deshaun Watson deal. So like if you the other point that people would make is if you give them like three years fully guaranteed 145, 150 million, Baltimore's going to prime match. They're not going to lose right. them to, to this team. Right. No, yeah. no. And I, you know, yes, every NFL team owner is well off, um, but they are not all the same. Not every team has the same cash flow. And I think that's just always something. Yeah got to consider and then he did say well what someone asked well what if a new owner wants to do that then right. it's like then you consider right. your options but i don't know if, but what you're doing then is you're you are going to have to make some severe cuts right. because you know so i don't right. know that even if like whoever if josh harris or whomever comes in just not thrown out for any reason but if josh harris comes in i'm saying it because like it's steve apostolopoulos yes. got it steve a Steve, Steve Apostolopoulos. That's how you pronounce it there, young lady. <laughs> it's, it's, I have practiced so many times and it's still, you have to slow down. <laughs> but, but I, I did get the name down right. Cause it is Steve. So wow. there you Great. go. But let's say whoever comes in and says, we want to go get this guy. Right. I think then the, staff and whomever say that's great, but here are, here's what we have to do. Then do you want to try and go get them? And would Baltimore do it? But so, but he did say, right, yeah, right. Say. And I, I think the other thing is you gotta you gotta look one, two, three years down the line too. It's not yeah. just this season. It's not even next season. It's you know you got to think about Chase Young's fifth year. You got to Cam think Curl, Montez. Cam Curl, Montez Sweat. Like, how are you continuing to build this roster down the line and either keeping or making these tough decisions on your own players? How will it impact those? So, you know, tough decision, but you got to make them. Let's get to the exciting stuff. Left guard. Oh boy. No, but it, but where were some of the other? And by the way, at left guard, he said Sadiq Charles, Chris Paul asked about Andrew Norwell. It's like, he was, yeah, it's yeah. all it's basically like, well, we're still evaluating and we'll yeah. see after the draft. 
That's not a good sign for Andrew Norwell. But not terribly surprising. No, it's not surprising at all. But and I don't think they're done. Do you think they're done addressing the line? I mean, not at all. I hope not. They can't be (laughs) for their sake. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't sound too promising on Chase, really. But we will see. Um, I would expect there. You know, I would think I don't know this for sure. But, you know, just given, you know what they've been looking at ahead of the draft and their needs going into the draft, that that would be a reasonable position to see it additions. I am fully expecting that there because that that has been a heavy, heavy emphasis. And the other thing that you would hear is that I think they do like their corners. You can get another corner. This is a deep corner class too. So if you want a corner, you don't necessarily have to get one at 16. Um, Martin Mayhew, we asked him about the tight ends for you tight end, my tight end groupies out there. That, and he even said, you know, they they like their young tight ends. Yeah. But it, I would say, like, if you're gonna, if you're not gonna rule out a quarterback, you're not gonna rule out any position. Right. No. Exactly. I mean, they have needs across the board. They're not always starting positions, but right. they need depth right. across the board. Right. So you yeah. know. And so, I, but I would not rule out anything. And then any other takeaways that that just jump out at you from, or even like what some other coaches said, either about the Commanders or anything like that. By, by the way, we both talked to Andy Reid. He loves Eric Bieniemy. Yeah, no, everybody's kind of raved about Eric Bieniemy. Um, I think that's going to be really interesting to see how that kind of plays out. I talked to Ron briefly about uh, Tavita Pritchard, who's, you know, one of the lesser known assistants they hired to be the quarterbacks coach, which I think is an incredibly an important position on any team, but especially in their situation with Sam Howell, a young guy, you know, transitioning to a new system, and you know. He's got a lot on his shoulders, that kid. So it'll be paramount that they have a teacher who can really get through to him. So he seems to have a knack for knowing how to develop relationships. Yes. Yes. It's huge. Right. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting this year. Um, Trying to think of what else was terribly notable. I don't know that there was a whole lot else notable from that. Did the meetings go as you expected? Because we did, we knew going in that there was not going to be a sale. The uh, the only thing, the only thing you ever say is, well, you never know with Dan. Short of that, short of that, you knew that wasn't going to be. So not, so did it? It went about as expected, you know, very little details about the process. I actually thought we got, you know, more news with, you know, confirmation of these, of the bids. So we'll see what happens. There you go. That's it from the desert. I am going to be staying here for a few more hours because my flight keeps getting delayed. My red-eye flight from 11.50 is now 2.30 in the morning. 8.30 flight. Probably will. Anyway, thanks to Nikki for joining me. Thanks to you for watching slash listening. I'll be back with another podcast, I guess, later this week, Thursday, Friday, whatever it is. Talk to you next time.